Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is already January the 24th. We are cruising through the month of January, but we're reading the Bible together, friends, and that is so worth it. And I just have to tell you that I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to spend this time with you. Remember, reading from the New International Version, and at the end, I'm going to try to give you a thought that will encourage you. So here we go. Today, reading Luke chapter 18. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared for what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? To some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. 
Those who heard this asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be delivered over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. The disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. This concludes Luke chapter 18. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So when we start this, we have the persistent widow. Now, a lot of Jesus' parables are hard to understand, but Luke tells us at the very beginning what Jesus was talking about. It says this, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. In this parable, there is a judge who won't take any care of this widow, and she keeps coming to the judge and asking for help, but the judge ignores her. So she continually pesters him until finally he says, I have to do something about this or else she's going to attack me. In other words, the widow wore the judge down. Now, a lot of people stop here and think this is what we're supposed to do to God. This isn't what Jesus was saying. He's not saying that God is like the judge. He's actually trying to say this is what an earthly judge would do. In fact, in the parable, Jesus even mentions that this judge doesn't even fear God or care what people think. Yet, even this judge would stop and say, I need to take care of this widow so that everything goes well. Yet, here's what Jesus is trying to point out. If God really is just, which he is, then won't he do what's right if even this ungodly judge did what was right? So, when we keep going to God with our requests, it's not a matter of pestering him. So why does God allow us to keep coming to him without answering our prayers sometimes? Well, listen again to verses 6 through 8. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones, 
who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, now listen to this part, will he find faith on the earth? Okay, so you're not going to like this answer. But sometimes God doesn't answer prayer because it's good for us. It builds our faith and our trust in him. Were you ever waiting for an answer to something and it caused you to keep leaning into God's presence? Sometimes if we just got what we wanted right away, it would cause us to stop seeking out the hand of God on a regular basis. I remember a season where I had to really trust God for some health things that were going on. And every day I woke up and I just sought out the Lord. I relied on him all day long and prayed nonstop. That moment in time grew my faith in ways that I still am thankful for today because it taught me something about relying and trusting in my heavenly father. Now, if God had just answered my prayer right away, I probably would have moved past that moment without learning the lesson that I was able to learn. And so Jesus's question, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? What that means is will he find people who are like the widow, who keep going to him until they find the answer? Or will he find weak people who say, God never answered that, so he must not be real? Or maybe even people who say, well, God must not care about me because I haven't seen an answer. Or will he find people who say, I know the righteous judge. I know the one who's in control and the one who holds the answers in the palm of his hands. And I'm going to ask him every day until I see an answer from him that I know is him. I don't know about you, but I personally choose to be the person who will keep seeking God out until I hear him clearly. Now, don't be confused. Sometimes God doesn't answer prayer the way we want him to answer it. We always want a yes for everything we're asking. And while I can't tell you why God answers things in a way that doesn't make sense to us, I can tell you this. Sometimes God's plan for your life is more about other people than it is yourself. Let me say that again, and I want you to write this down if you ever get a chance. Sometimes God's plan for your life is more about other people than it is yourself. I personally had my life completely turned around when I lost a friend who died of cancer at the age of 18. We prayed so hard that God would heal her and really believed it was going to happen. Yet she had the faith like nobody I've ever seen before. In fact, her final moments, when she realized this was the end, she simply pointed to heaven had a huge smile on her face, and sign-languaged the I love you symbol to her family and friends. She knew the most important thing in her life was about to take place, and that was for her to be with her heavenly father. Her faith is the reason I'm a pastor today. It turned me completely around from where I was. While I wish God had healed her and did things differently, I can tell you today, because of what she walked through and the way she finalized her life with nothing but faith and joy in the Lord, I am a pastor today 
because of that. If you ever want to hear the full story, you'll have to take me out to coffee or dinner so that I can tell you the full thing. But I can tell you what I learned from that moment is that God's plan for my life is more about other people than it is myself. And so I will continue to ask God every single day until I fully hear an answer from him. And even when he doesn't answer the way that I want, I will know he is a just God with a big plan. And so as I seek out an answer from him, I will draw closer to his heart until I understand who he is and his desires for my life. So Luke finishes up this chapter with the rest of the stories being about aligning our hearts with God. We have a Pharisee who learns to be humble. We have a tax collector who understands what it looks like to be in front of God knowing that we're not worthy of his presence, but he still chooses us. We have children that Jesus says, let them come to me, even though society would push them away. And we have a rich man who learns that nothing of this earth is going to save him. He has to be willing to give it all up to be in the presence of the Lord. And then finally, a blind man who calls out to Jesus, and while people rebuke him and tell him to be quiet, Jesus says, let him near to me. You see, this is really what prayer is about. It's about making sure our heart is aligned with God's heart. There's things that we ask for, There's things that we want right here on the earth right now. But more importantly, friends, we must be people who say, I want the heart of God, no matter what it costs me, no matter what it looks like, no matter what I have to turn away from or lay down. I want the heart of God above everything else. So may you be a person today who wants the heart of God so desperately that you would seek it out without any other reward. Because only then will we be able to understand a just God who loves us and cares for us and draws us near. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.